Welcome to the Kansas Reflector Podcast. I'm Noah Taborda. Bernard Francis Mullinax went missing in Northeast Kansas on December 26, 2009. He has not been seen in more than a decade since he failed to appear at a scheduled doctor's appointment. Mullinax is a six-foot-tall, 230-pound Native American male, one of three Kansas Native Americans that comes up as missing on NamUs, a registry of missing persons in the United States. He is one of the hundreds, if not thousands, of missing or murdered indigenous peoples across the country. As the world faces a global health crisis, indigenous people are facing an epidemic of their own, with American Indians missing or murdered at disproportionately high rates. As of January 7, 2021, there are over 696 missing American Indian or Alaska Native people in the United States, according to NamUs. 2,306 Native American women and girls in the United States are missing within the past 40 years, with 58% resulting in homicide. The U.S. Department of Justice reports that American Indian women are murdered at rates more than 10 times the national average. It's an issue that's always been front and center in the minds of Kansas's Native American legislators, and now they're working to give it the government attention a situation of this urgency requires. When I talk about missing and murdered indigenous peoples epidemic in Kansas, people ask me, is this really happening here? I tell them, well, Kansas is in the middle of the country, and it was named a hub for human trafficking in 2018 by the United States government. According to a presentation by the Attorney General and the Director of Human Trafficking, Education and Outreach, Kansas's geographical location, I-70, I-35, the Midwestern Commerce, and exchanging points in Kansas make our state vulnerable to these horrendous crimes. That's Representative Christina Haswood, a Lawrence Democrat and one of a very slowly growing group of indigenous Kansas legislators. What you just heard is a snippet of her remarks on the floor of the House as she promotes a bill touted as a first step toward addressing the missing and murdered indigenous peoples crisis in Kansas. Here's Representative Pam Curtis, a Kansas City, Kansas Democrat, on the need for this bill to pass. Victims' families can face a patchwork of tribal, state, and federal law enforcement agencies to respond to a crime, and House Bill 2008 provides an important first step to address this issue. The passage of 2008 will allow Kansas to join other states in attempting to identify the problem and develop policies and training practices to impact this devastating trend. The bill passed the House for the second time in as many sessions last week. It now goes to the Senate for review. The proposed legislation and the MMIP issue were the subject of a recent conversation with Representative Ponko Wee Victors, a Wichita Democrat and until recently the only indigenous member of the state legislature. Here is Representative Victors with a bit of background expanding on what we already have established about this crisis. This has been occurring for a long time. Before I was born, it's been a big issue that's happened on reservations and in urban areas. It's the issue of our women um, and men missing and nothing's really been done about it. Unfortunately, a lot of times there's a lot of problems too because we're being misclassified uh, by law enforcement or in the system as being another race. And so our data is um, very flawed. 
when it comes to this issue. Also, we are being murdered at a high, a high rate as well. So those kind of alarming statistics um, throughout the country has called upon Native American state legislators and other legislators who are interested in our issues of why. <laughs> why is this happening and what can we do um, to address this issue? The statistics are staggering, but it's an issue which hasn't garnered much policymaking attention in the past. Fitchers has a theory as to why legislative bodies across the country, including Kansas, are pushing to address this issue now. It's important to have representation at the table because a lot of my colleagues don't even know that this is a problem, but I know that this is a problem. I've always known that. Every time I travel on the highway by myself back to Wichita, I know I could be another statistic of not making it home. So I know it's a problem, but now I wanted to educate my colleagues about this issue and ask for their support that let's take a step forward in addressing this issue and and later on down the line, maybe we can um, introduce some more legislation to uh, deal with this epidemic that's happening across the country. Victors has personally felt the impact of this criminal crisis. It's further inspired her to pursue policy to address it. House Bill 2008, for example. I have own personal relatives and friends who have gone missing, um, not necessarily in Kansas, but in other states. And I've had good friends who've been murdered. And um, it's just, that's it. Once um, it happens or they're missing or they're murdered, we don't hear no more about the cases. Nobody is found um, responsible. This is why it's important to have like a law enforcement training on this issue so that when things happen, we can be, first of all, classified as Native American. And second of all, there can be some kind of trail that they're missing and not just, you know, that's it. The Wichita legislator has pursued solutions collaboratively as well, trading policy ideas with Native American legislators across the country. Being a legislator, a Native American legislator, we have our own caucus, the National Caucus of Native American State Legislators. And I'm honored that I'm the vice chair of that caucus. And what we do is we talk about different um, state issues that deal with the Native Americans. And this is the, the hot topic. When we was in Washington, DC a couple of years ago, there are already some states moving forward with this issue of addressing this issue. And so I learned from my colleagues of what worked and what didn't work and where could I start? Because at that time I was the only Native American legislator. So I needed to start somewhere, but I always have double work because first of all, I have to educate my own colleagues about this issue and why it's important and then get it through the process of get, getting it to the governor's desk. We were so close last year but the pandemic happened, so we didn't get to pass this bill. This time around, Victors believes her bill will find its way to Governor Laura Kelly's desk successfully. She broke down the origin of her bill and what exactly it would do if passed. So my bill copies something similar from my former intern who is now representative in North Dakota. Her bill worked with the Attorney General's office and I thought, that's a wonderful ideal. And so I start having conversations last year with the Attorney General in his office and they're the one that had helped me draft this language for the bill. 
the attorney general has a human trafficking, um, I believe, task force. And so this is kind of similar, but it's kind of in a new section. Uh, it would be on the law books. And so what this does is it leaves it up to the attorney general to, um, when they have training on human trafficking, they will also have training on the missing and murdered indigenous people of Kansas. The attorney general is going to work with the tribe, the four tribes here in Kansas to talk about how the training, how the training will look. We don't know how it will look right now, but um, I, I do believe that um, it's a great, great first start because first you got the government to government relationship um, that's going to happen with the tribes and the attorney general, as well as with state. Victor said this would not infringe on any tribal law. Throughout the committee hearing on the bill and the debate on the House floor, the bill was most often referred to as a first step, and it is just that. If this bill passes, Victor says it is a long road to fully addressing the missing and murdered indigenous people crises. Well, we need to have the input of the tribes next more about what they would like to see done and law enforcement. There needs to be some kind of collaboration there. We have tribal law enforcement. I believe that they need to be in on this conversation as well. So maybe we can look at seeing how we can all collaborate on these issues and all be on the same page. I believe that there's underreporting with the data collection. So I would like to see maybe where the system might be flawed. And KBI, I believe, could help us with that. There's just so many ways you can run with this issue. And like I've seen other states have implemented measures to address the uh, underreporting and the data collection problems. And so, like I said, we can always mirror what other states have worked and what hasn't worked as far as trying to figure out why this problem is happening. Seeing the bill through the House is a small victory in a tragic situation. Victor says it breaks her heart to see these crimes transpiring. It's really sad because as Native Americans, sometimes we see other um, minority groups have, you know, victories and they're moving forward. And here we are, we're just trying to find our women. We're just trying to stop the, you know, horrible statistics that are against us. And all we want to do is we want our women and, and men to come home that we're just trying to find them. If there's one message she wanted Kansans to take home, it's to get educated, read up on the crisis, and see how you can help. It's a problem not only in this country, but it's a problem in this state. The statistics are alar alarming, but there's different groups that are helping educate about this issue. So I would encourage you to look at your own community, and to learn more about this issue, it's so important. A lot of people are misinformed about this issue, but it is a problem. And this is, like I said, a first step in the right direction. This is needed, this is important. We don't really know how many um, women or men are missing. Thank you for listening to the Kansas Reflector podcast. This episode was hosted and produced by myself, Noah Taborda. Tim Carpenter will be hosting next week. Until then, thanks for listening.